Right now, certainly something that a lot of people are talking about across the country is a new study out that suggests 2,800 Canadians may have died as a result of misinformation during the pandemic. That makes things all the more real. When you consider, you know, some people I think think that vaccine misinformation is shenanigans. Well, it's not shenanigans if 2,800 people died because you distributed bogus garbage information. One of the authors of this study is Stephen Lewandowski, who joins us now. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Thanks for having me. So give us a, a fix on how you would even begin to calculate these kinds of numbers. And I only mentioned one of them, which was 2,800 lives, but also $300 million in hospital expenses that were spent over a period of nine months, just owing to the fact that people had been given bogus information. Indeed. And that's a lower bound estimate. Uh, let me explain how we made that estimate. Um, what we did was to design a model that um, was realistic uh, epidemiologically as well as psychologically. That is, we made sure that the agents in our model behaved and made decisions the way people would. And we know that from a lot of research under these circumstances. And we also made sure that the model um, was, you know, modeling the actual infection rates and so on, and the actual uptake of vaccinations in a realistic fashion. So we started out basically by taking all the data available for Canada, the vaccination uptake, infection rates, hospitalizations, what actually occurred, we made sure that our model could capture that. So that is our baseline. That is our real world that we translated into the model and the model was able to uh, account for that. And then we said, okay, now let's suppose that people had not been misinformed about the vaccines or about COVID itself. Um, let's suppose everybody who hasn't been vaccinated would have been vaccinated because they would have come to a different decision about the vaccination if they hadn't been exposed to misinformation. And we then rerun the model under those different scenarios. And that allows us then to compare what actually happened to what quite possibly, quite likely would have happened in the absence of misinformation. And that difference um, turns out to be roughly up to 3,000 deaths and about $300 million in the public health sector alone. So yes, there is a huge cost to misinformation. Sure. And when we say misinformation, I mean, what specifically did you identify as the misinformation and the sources of it? Well, what we uh, what we looked at was public opinion data about um, COVID-19 and COVID-19 vaccinations from Canada. And, um, you know, we found that there is a relatively small number of people, but nonetheless, you know, a significant number of people about um, two million Canadians who uh, refuse to get vaccinated and another two million thereabouts who are very reluctant to get vaccinated. And it turns out that um, those people believe either that COVID-19 is a hoax or that it is exaggerated um, or they believe that 
the government is covering up side effects of the vaccines. Now, both of those things are wrong. Um, you know, you, we, we know a lot about the vaccines and how safe they are, and there's no cover-up whatsoever. Uh, and clearly, COVID is a very nasty disease that you don't want to have. So those were the two things the two big items of misinformation that jump out of uh, opinion polls. And we knew how many people were susceptible to that. So we were able to translate that in the model into scenarios where that misinformation uh, didn't exist. And one last question for you. I, I just wonder how it is for you. I mean, I'm actually looking at my Twitter feed right now. There's a guy named Dr. Asim Malhotra, who you may be familiar with, yeah. cardiologist yes. in the UK who promotes misinformation, Simon Gold, Dr. Yes. Merkula. And what does it feel like to have people who I guess are arguably colleagues of yours who actively promote misinformation that is killing people? Well, I'm not terribly happy about it, to be perfectly honest. I think it is unethical um, because what it is doing is to deny the public the right to be accurately informed about the risks they're facing. To me, this is a very serious issue in a democracy where the public is entitled to be informed so they can make educated decisions. And when it comes to risks from, you know, be it climate change or be it vaccinations or the disease, that's when it's really important for, for the information to be accurate. And anybody who's sprouting misinformation is violating the public's right to be informed. So I think it is highly unethical and it's a serious matter. Thank you, sir. Good to talk with you this morning. Thank you for having me.